Back to Old School with DP and J. back for one short segment for the end of the hour text line i appreciate you guys lighting it up we'll get to everyone i promise you we won't even probably get to women's basketball and all this other stuff in the next hour we're gonna keep rolling with this husker stuff even though i generally don't talk about it i'm gonna i'm gonna read a couple more texts right says jay tell nate about the presence of to how he was stoic and stately and lengthy and sort of quietly captured the room when he was recruiting and coaching etc that it couldn't be said any any better. Couldn't be said any better. He had a, when he he demanded the room when he walked in. You knew he had a big presence, but he was extremely humble. Uh, obviously, he was stoic and, and he was in his and he was stoic and actually in times of adversity. But he was very very clear and very very um, thorough when we had some stuff going on. Right, there was no discrepancies. You knew exactly where you stood. But he's also very supportive. So he had a mix of everything. And this is also one thing that people don't give Coach Osborne enough credit for. And I didn't realize this until you experienced having some bad head coaches at the professional level because that affects how you get paid, is he did a really good job of having different personalities as his, in, his, in his like offensive staff, right, defensive staff, all mixed together with him leading it. But he also did it within each room. He knew who leaders were. He knew where the potential – future alphas were he knew who the guys were betas and had to kind of come along and they gained their strengths from being around strength in numbers or they knew who guys were just straight up you know thoroughbreds that are just going to just bull through everything you get what i'm saying so his so his ability to put a team together extended way beyond star rankings height weight size and speed that's what you got to get back to because when you get here generally everybody's a good athlete now, what can you bring out of them extra to make them the best that they can be? You know what I'm saying? And so Jason's 100% correct. I'm going to get to another one. John in Cortland. Let me see what he says. He says, cover it from when I left work. Urban, he's like, get out of town. Mickey is, active, is, is an active job interview. I like Coach Joseph. Asked for six minutes without Jay. Freedom. Change to music, 555. I don't know what that means, but <laughs> maybe you don't want to listen to me anymore. Hopefully, John. You, the last guy, here we go. Stick Bree- around, John. Breezy. I think he might have just said he was only going to listen to music for six minutes. That's what I'm going to take it. He's like, he just got home and turned off the radio. Not sure you got to my last text. Breezy, I apologize. There's so many. He said, just between you and me, do you think Trev has his guy hired already, whether it's Mickey Urban or <laughs> Jay Foreman? Yeah, first of all, I can tell you one thing. Jay Foreman ain't on Trev Albert's uh, radar. Not on your not, not, on not radar. For head, not, not for head coach. Trev, if you listen, I'll, hey, look, man, you, I, I'll do it for about 20% of what you paying the last coach. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'll get you some more bang for your buck. No, I'm just playing. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I can't answer that. You know, I mean, who knows? You know, I'm sure the only people that are going to know who he has in mind are I don't know whoever the powers that be. I'm sure. I mean, Trev and then whoever the guys that make the decision, they probably meet with. They probably meet on it quite frequently and yeah. 
go from there. I don't know if he has a guy, but I know that he's talking to people because he told you that he's going to talk to people. As he should. Exactly. This is what he's getting paid for. So let him do his job. Let his all hand out. Then see, let me see. He says, Breezy says, it's been six weeks. Do you think Trev has it all wrapped up? Uh, No, I don't think so. I don't think so. But uh, let's see what here. Let's see. 0389. The next head coach needs to be able to get a solid OC in DC, top 15 recruiting class, and be a good leader. That's it. That sounds pretty simple. Uh, that top sounds, 15 recruiting class thing Nebraska can get that there? That sounds pretty simple. Top 15, I mean. That, that, I mean, that sounds pretty easy. Just just those guys just come out of the sky. Those guys that you just right there. Just get all the best coaches and all the best players. Here we are. <laughs> and then, you know what? And then in three years, we need to be in Indianapolis as a 20-point favorite. Well, the one thing, I, I, I do think Mickey does have good relationships, and I think he could hire a good staff. The, honestly, yeah. the most difficult out of that is the top 15 recruiting class. Listen here. That's, that's tough here. to do. Listen here. There's, that's a, that's you, a you good know, recruiting class. Yeah, you know what makes a good recruiting class? Hmm. Four years after these dudes get here. That's where you know if it's a top 15 recruiting yeah, class. Yeah, that's true. The, the recruiting class, when they come in, don't mean tiddly-poo. <laughs> Straight up. It don't. Because you want to know why there's so many guys that come in, can't miss dudes, this, this, and this, and can't play a lick. Can't play a lick. I've seen I've seen it. <laughs> I've seen dudes come in from Texas and they can't play a lick. Next thing you know, you got Brian Shaw from Superior, Nebraska, running circles around him. Starting. It doesn't matter. I mean, yes, now within reason. Now, we can't be like, you know, 90th, but I'm just saying, <laughs> you will tell how good this recruiting class is two or three years down the road. Period. Can they, can they, can they handle competition? Are they truly accountable? Better yet, are they really a competitor or are they a front runner? Because a lot of times these guys that come to a place like Nebraska are highly rated, they might be front runners. They might think, okay, I'm, it's just – they need to kind of roll out the red carpet. Well, listen here. There's guys that bite back. Straight up. They bite back. Look mm-hmm. at Iowa. I mean, Iowa never has a good recruiting class. But They're they develop. They, but they eight, develop. nine, ten win football team. They, do, they develop players. Yeah, and they if do. You, and if you took their players that they come in with and then with their product of what they leave, they would be maybe a top 20 recruiting Oh, class. for sure. Oh, absolutely. Then that's all that matters. Yeah. Now, granted, you want to start with something. You don't need a bunch of, you know – chumps out there and you can't you know you can't make you know <laughs> chicken salad or chicken doo-doo but you know you want to at least you know be able to develop these kids so that was a good that was a quick first hour my man nate o'brennan i want to i want to give him his props i said i was rolling solo a on old school so it's a little bit old school and new school we're heading into the break we'll be back uh john and Cortland in six minutes and 59 seconds you're listening to old school with dp and J. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.